Hi, everybody. It's Peter Travers at Popcorn, where we tell you what's happening at the movies. And as far as I'm concerned, there is no other movie now except for Star Wars. <laughs> Rise of Sk- is there another no, movie? I don't. I, there probably are other movies. There uh, are, but no. You don't know of any. Come on. This is my guest, J.J. Abrams, who has directed Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Yes, sir. This has to be the most pressure that's ever been placed upon your head. This is not only the last of yeah. the recent trilogy, but the end of the nine-movie cycle. Yeah. Do you know what those guys that are behind Game of Thrones had to suffer through? <laughs> Where everybody said, you can't end it that way. I know. Well, you, you know you, you're not going to please everyone. Well, that's just a given. That is a given. But the people that watch yeah. a Star Wars movie, mm-hmm. I don't know, they're, they're an army. <laughs> they can they march are. on you, JJ. Yeah, but you, you can't you can't look at fans of of, of Star Wars uh, as an adversary. You have to <laughs> sort of, uh, you know, they're passionate and and certainly uh, can be contentious. But um, the fact that they care, you know, I, I feel like I, as a Star Wars fan, understand that that love for the series. So you know, I I feel I feel blessed to be involved in something that matters so much to so many people. Well, it does. Yeah. Did it always matter to you? What were you, it, what, 10 or 11? Yeah, it was 10. New Hope, look at that. Yeah, it was 10. I, I, and it was, it, it was obviously uh, mind-expanding and um, immediately something that just, you, you knew that things had changed, you know, when, when that movie. How did you feel when you first saw it? I, I did. I thought it was a game-changer, yeah. but I was too into it. You know, it was like one of those things where if you're watching a movie and you're going to write about it or yeah. do something, you take notes. Mm. But when a movie's really working, you don't take the notes. You go see it another time if I you want to write about it. It's just, it's basically, whoa, what is this? Yes, yes. Well, it, 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 it had such an impact, obviously, you know, uh, on audiences, uh, on filmmakers, and, 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 you know, not just the, the, the technology of it, but, but you know, the... The, the sort of world-expanding nature of it, the, the sense of opportunity and possibility. Mm-hmm. And it's this thing that, that for me, you know, as a, as a filmmaker, I, I, you know, I, w- I felt very lucky to get to be involved in it. Um, on this one, I kind of went into it with a different point of view, having done one already. It, it was such a challenge. The ambition of it was so enormous, not just because it was another Star Wars movie, but because it was the, the end of not three movies, but nine. Nine. And that was really the thing that I thought, you know, this makes me really uncomfortable, you know. <laughs> and, and, and so that was sort of the, the, the reason to do it in a way was to sort of finish what, what we had started with the, this, this trilogy, but to take this on in a way that, you know, it's, endings are not, do not come easily. Do you stay away from it while you're actually shooting a movie? Stay away from what? Stay away from the Internet, stay away oh. from what people... Because they're always saying... Well, how could he do that? We heard Here's that how this I feel. is happening. Every time I read something mm-hmm. where someone is, uh, is you know, unsupportive, mm-hmm. which is a kind way of saying <laughs> brutal, uh, I kind of go, oh, you know, like, like they've got a point. Mm-hmm. And whenever I read someone saying, oh, he's the greatest, and he, you know, I'm like, I, they don't know what they're talking about. Like, like, I always feel like I, I sympathize with the people who who have the sort of more negative things to say. So it's not, it's, it's not a pleasant thing to ever read something that's, that's negative, but I also feel like 
you know, spirited debate is not a bad thing. And, and in, certainly you can find some of that online. We all have questions. You're not going to answer any of them right now. But right this minute? The fact, yeah. But the fact is... Not with the cameras on. Not with the yeah. cameras on. But when you look at... Yeah. Um, I see this coming, and it's the end. And mm. I say, Daisy Ridley is playing Ray, and I don't know who her parents are. Am I going to find out? Mm. Is this movie going to reveal certain things that I need to know? Because mm. who's your daddy is like a major question <laughs> through all nine. Oh, I thought you were just talking Stop. to me. Yeah, well, oh. yeah, you too. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, no, well, here's what I would say, that, that this movie, as, as a, an, an ending needed to have answers, like mm-hmm. must have answers. You, you know, it, it, it Do you answer all the questions we have? J.J. <laughs> Abrams? I didn't, I didn't get the list in advance. Going to, oh, too uh, bad. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All of them answer. <laughs> um, no, I think that we, we've, we've, uh, we knew going in that we had to make this feel conclusive. It had mm-hmm. to be, it had to come to an end. And, and yet, you know, there are certain things that I feel, here's the way I feel about Star Wars. Good. This and is going to be the thing. And now. it's the reason that I loved the original trilogy so much. And, and the reason I loved the original trilogy more than the prequel trilogy mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Which was that the original trilogy posed great questions and allowed you to uh, you know, in, in, infer the answer. It, it allowed you to do the math on your own. And, and the prequel trilogy, which you know, I love for a lot of reasons, but, but, but it's not as much my favorite as the mm-hmm. original, is that it answered a lot of questions. Now, I'm not someone who needs to know about midichlorians. I don't need to understand... So the, I don't the, understand the, the, the midichlorians. Well, but, but, but I'm just saying that like, that's not... Mm-hmm. doesn't feel like it's a, a thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not to say, however, in this movie we didn't adhere to the eight films that preceded us and, and, and tell an ending that embraces all of it. I didn't go against that stuff because I don't, you know, mm-hmm. didn't like it as much, but... My point is that there's something about answers. You need answers. But I don't think demystifying everything is necessarily the, the key to a successful story. I mean, I'm sure some of your favorite films uh, allow some things to the imagination, yes? Ambiguity? Don't you think? There's it's nothing like, it's wrong with a little ambiguity. That's what I think. Because that's what you take home with you. That's and it. you talk to your friends that's about exactly it. That's exactly it. That's it. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to argue. Maybe right. I'm right. Maybe you think you're that's right, it. but you're wrong. That's it. And you have... You call it spirited. Sometimes it's ugly. Sometimes sure. people just say, "How could you be so stupid? Right. That isn't true." This Online, isn't what never. Happened. No, no, no. No, no. They They're never. They're so do that. kind. They're so kind. They're just nice. Yeah. They're nice yeah, that's people. That's never true. In, in, no, but I. But, but I feel like that that interpret, interpretability uh, on certain subjects is like the the reason that we one of the reasons that we still talk about two thousand one. It's mm-hmm. like it, that was not a, a clear cut ending. No. And the reason that it's so fascinating... You could see it a dozen that's times. That's it. But, yeah. but it, we have this conversation because not everything was given to us. Having said that, we knew that this is, you know, it's a film for families. This is, this is not a, meant to be something that people are supposed to leave feeling like they didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet we wanted to make sure that people felt like not everything was demystified. And it isn't. But what we have when you take this to a conclusion... You know, yeah. what we have in the original universe, which you basically handled in The Force Awakens, mm. is we've lost almost everybody mm. except Princess Leia, who we did lose in terms of Carrie yes, Fisher. that's right. So you've used some footage that existed before to... Yeah, it was, it was crazy. When we began the process and realized that we couldn't, didn't want to tell the story without Leia, uh, she's so critical to the, the story that... We, we knew we wouldn't recast her, obviously. We knew that we didn't want to do a digital mm-hmm. 
Carrie Fisher, because uh, we know Carrie would have been upset with that. Well, she would have uh, had some things to say. She would have. <laughs> and then we realized that we did have some things that she said. Uh, mm-hmm. We had filmed these scenes we didn't use for Force Awakens, which at the time was a nightmare, because I thought, oh my God, how do we cut anything with Carrie? I hated it. There were a couple things that, you know, she was upset we'd cut, you know. That, and suddenly I realized we have this footage that we can use and repurpose and, and have her not be digital, have her be, you know, in emotional and funny and, and, you know, scenes that are, are, are Leia. And so we wrote entire scenes around the pieces that we had. And it's uncanny. We don't have Han Solo anymore. <laughs> right. We don't have Luke's. And yet the movie is called The Rise of Skywalker. Yes. Which suggests the kind of new hope in it. Mm. But going in, I don't understand why. Right. You know? How could this be? You'll understand when you see it. Okay. You see, will. that's yeah, the yeah, answer. Yeah. I will. Or maybe I won't, yeah. but I'll just come after what if it. That, what if the movie has nothing to do with that? And you're like, <laughs> what are they what the talking this? about? There's no Skywalker. Oh, my God. It'd be a yeah, You know, what, <laughs> what is this? Yeah. But I really would like you to talk a little bit about Daisy Ridley sure. playing Ray mm-hmm. and having a woman at the center of this. Yes. Because it's, it's not like Princess Leia wasn't at the center of it. And like she didn't have an arc that was happening. But we kind of go away from it. It's mm. the guys dueling with mm. lightsabers that we remember. Yes. And she does all of that. Yeah, well, first of all, uh, we lucked out in the biggest way casting Daisy uh, in, in Force Awakens. And she, as much as I knew this was going to be a challenge for me, I knew it was going to be a huge challenge for her. And I never doubted that she you know, w- would be able to pull this off. But she's gone so far beyond what I thought even she could do in this. Um, not just physically and you know, doing some extraordinary stuff that way, but, but emotionally. I mean, it is a, it is a very... Uh, it's, a, it's a big, rousing, fun adventure. But there's, there's sort of the story you make and you, you sell and you know you're going to mm-hmm. do. And then there's a sort of the secret story that you're telling that really interests you. And there's this story uh, that she, you know, her arc, what she goes through, um, that really tested her. And, and there are things that she does in this film that I think are just uh, truly remarkable. Like she, her performance in this movie is so good. She's so... Uh, her, she's so open, she's so complex, she's much more mature. Like, I didn't think when we were doing Force Awakens, oh, she's like a baby, but now I do. Mm-hmm. I look back at some of that stuff, I'm like, oh my God, she was nearly unformed, as good as she was. She was just, she's matured and, and sort of arrived in a way mm-hmm. in this movie. Uh, you know, Adam Driver's extraordinary, mm-hmm. Oscar Isaac, John Boyega, they're all great. But Daisy just blows me away. Well... You bring up Adam Driver and Kylo Ren. Talk about family and who's your daddy. His parents mm. are, are heroes. Yes. You know, Han Solo and yes. Princess Leia. And yet his spiritual father is Vader. That's it. Yes. So talk about his complicated. No, I, well, I think that, that it's... Uh, look, the, the, the Skywalker saga is and has always been a, a family story. And yeah, the, but a really dysfunctional family. Yeah, but a, a family story. <laughs> family I mean, story. seriously, yeah, that's know. just the way. Uh, it is. Yeah, um, but no, but 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 I, I do think that the, the the that that complexity you talk about, that thing, the, the the question of if if the son of Han and Leia can be turned to the dark side, can't any of us? You know, what is it to be uh, the 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 kid of these these heroes? Um, and we've all seen people who are children of certain people that go 
go dark. Um, you know, the, the idea of, of being drawn to, uh, attracted to this power, this purpose, that, you know, you could never be the thing your parents were. Uh, you know, what should I be, you know, going, turning against them? Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's more of that in the real world than we might think or, or might, you know, might even uh, be, be aware of. But I, I, I think... Oh, I that, think we're all aware of it. That's why well, therapy but, is so popular. That's it. <laughs> but, that's true. But I, but I feel like the story for Ray, you know, her connection with Kylo Ren, you know, that is really at the, at, at the, the heart of the emotional story in, the, in this movie. And the things you're talking about are very much the things that the movie talks about. Is there a Bible somewhere with a George Lucas left behind uh, something? Well, I you meant the actual Bible. No, they're like, not yeah, the actual. Well, there the Bible's Bibles. a lot in this movie. Yeah. You know, they're all That's there. True. Everything sort of is, everything's actually, in that there. That actually is true. Um, <laughs> it's everywhere. Th- there was never, you know, a, uh, a, a Bible that I saw that from George from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, there was never a, a Bible that we wrote from the beginning. When, when Larry Kazan and I started working on Force Awakens... Um, we had a lot of ideas and things we wanted to do in episode seven in that film that we just couldn't get to. We couldn't do the Luke training things with mm-hmm. Ray. There just wasn't time to do all that. And so we, we knew <clears throat> it would happen subsequently. Uh, the, the, even with George, you know, showing to all of us that when you have the better idea, you change it. Mm-hmm. Which he's done again and again in these subsequent releases of the films. But like, you know, Return of the Jedi was Revenge of the Jedi. I've got the poster, Revenge <laughs> yeah. of the Jedi. And he's like, nope, return now. You it's know? now it's return. And, and, and I think the lesson of, you know, you have the idea you think you're going to pursue, and then you have the better idea, and you go, well, if there's time, let's do that. Mm-hmm. So uh, in this story, I, I, you know, I always knew when we were doing episode seven, there were certain things that I, I felt for me, and I was never supposed to do this movie, I would need... No, you weren't to, doing I, it. <laughs> right. I would need to see at the end of this trilogy, you know, at the end of these nine films... Um, and then when Ka- Kathy Kennedy called and said, will you come on, one of the attractions was, ooh, I get to actually do these things as opposed to just backseat, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. that, that, I, w- I wish, I wish, you know. Here you are in this trilogy doing the first part and the third part, the last part, while Ryan Johnson comes mm-hmm. in and does the middle part, yeah. and he kills off a few people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's all the rage. <laughs> no, yeah, everybody's yeah. got to kill somebody you gotta off, kill, gotta or kill you haven't put your stamp. You've got to kill some people. They've got to go. I mean, I don't know. You might have wiped out everybody, you know, in yeah, Rise no of Skywalker. No one survives. No one survives. It's just you. And you come out and say, <laughs> oh my God. it's my fault. No, no, you know? I, I would, yeah, text me. I'd, I'd if you have too. a problem, yeah, yeah, exactly. here's the way it's going to be. Here's Chris Terrio's email. <laughs> yeah, that, he would love that, I'm sure. They would all love yeah. that. But you, did you feel that you, when somebody else came in and did that middle section, mm. that you, know, you had sort of lost the strings? Of well, the, no, I mean, it, for, for a moment, I felt like, oh, okay. Because you know, we had talked about doing episode eight, but the truth was I was beginning to direct episode seven mm-hmm. and there was quite a bit to think about and I didn't have the brain power or, you know, uh, or the approval of my family to commit to oh, being away from... Oh, family too. And it was just one of those things where, I, you know, it, all around it was not the right thing to say, you know, at the beginning of, of episode seven, mm-hmm. let's talk about... Eight. You know, when I was a kid growing up, uh, whenever we would be in a meal... Uh, it would be lunch, and my mom would always say, you know, okay, so for dinner, what do, what do we want to do for And, like, we'd be like, Mom, we're just, we just start, like, dinner. Like, you know, like, she was always talking about the So it felt like that. Like, I was, like, just starting seven. It was like, I don't care like, about tomorrow. Kathy, I can't, how do I? Um, and then when Ryan came on, and he started writing, and 
I was very interested to see what he was going to do, and we sat and had a, a, a meeting, and he obviously read the, the Force Awakens script, and then I read his script. And what, what I loved about it was its subversive nature. I loved that it was about shock, it was about surprise, it was about, uh, there was a sort of meta take on the Jedi. There was a, it, was, it was a very different approach than what I would have done, which is one of the reasons why it was fun to read. Mm-hmm. And I was and am a, a, a real fan of his as a director. So I just knew he was going to do something extraordinary with it. And, you know, I was immediately like, oh, jealous that he was doing the thing. Because I just felt like, oh, it's so much fun that he gets to sort of continue the story with, with these characters. What I was ultimately, uh, in my selfish, you know, uh, myopia, my, I, was, I was thrilled that nothing was, was rendered undoable from all the things that happened in that movie. And in a weird way, where The Last Jedi ends, you know, it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't fundamentally shift the paradigm. And so I found myself feeling like, oh, well, that story could still happen, you know, and I kind of went about my way. Mm-hmm. And then X number of, you know, years later, Kathy called and said, do you want to come yeah, back come and finish it? Yeah. It's very difficult in this whole franchise series mm-hmm. to claim ownership. Oh, Except yeah. for George Lucas, yeah, because you, he came up with the idea. I, I, by the way, I would even argue it's beyond him. I would argue that, that Star Wars is not, it's bigger than all of us. I mean, even George, who of course is the only one who can really claim mm-hmm. ownership, like you say, but even George, in a way, I would guess, has to admit that this thing, Star Wars is bigger than anyone and, and, and any of us. And I just think it's, it's, it's the fans thing. But of course, it's, you know, it's George's creation. Well, you know, in Bob Iger's book, there's that thing he said, well, he was disappointed in The Force Awakens because it was too much like The New Hope. But to me, um, and I want to hear what you say about it, mm. it's you were introducing <laughs> a new generation to the old generation. Yes. So the connection there uh, is really strong sure. today, that I don't feel in the prequels. But here's the thing. There are a number of things that we obviously intentionally uh, did in a kind of history repeats itself mold to say we are introducing this br- brand new cast of characters, this stormtrooper who runs from the, the, the First Order, this scavenger who is living literally in the wreckage mm-hmm. of the history of the movies that we know, and this hotshot pilot, we don't know his history, but he's joined the Resistance, to find Leia years later sort of unable to give up the fight because she can smell smoke from miles away. Where's Han, you know, at, at this point? What, what is he up to? It, the, the fun of asking where are these existing characters and revisiting some of the, uh, the themes and in some cases some of the locations uh, from the original story, to me was part of doing this thing as a continuum, which is to say it's not just about going to new lands and meeting new characters. It's, it's about embracing what, what's come before so that the characters that you meet in episode seven, imagine it chapter seven of a book. It's, it's not about having entirely brand new, mm-hmm. you know, rebooted. It's a continuation of the, of the one story. So in that way, you know, and look, is there a big, giant, planet-sized weapon in, in Force Awakens? Yes. <laughs> and does it blow up? It does blow up. <laughs> uh, and so there are undeniable you know, parallels. But in a way, because there had not been a Star Wars movie in a long time, the prequels were the ones that had preceded it, I very purposely wanted to sort of revisit the old in order to start and tell the new. Mm-hmm. And, and that was the challenge. And again, for those who hate it, I could not respect your opinion more. And for those who love it, I question your sanity. Uh, 
but I just That's so sane. I, but you know? I, but I, I will I, save you years of therapy. But I'm just. Uh, it, it felt right to us at the time, and 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 as does this one now. Well, you just mentioned something, and I know I have to let you go soon. But the um, the idea that there's a history. You work with a lot of the same people that mm. you work with a yes. lot because you basically have an ease and trust yes. with them to do it. It's, it's fascinating to me that Carrie Russell is in mm. this movie. Yeah, she's great. I don't know what she plays specifically. Mm. I suppose a character named Zori Bliss. Yeah, well, that explains everything. See? Yeah, so thank you for You're that. Welcome. You're welcome. Thank you for that. You're welcome. But that you is you. <laughs> All that information? I know. I don't need to know <laughs> anything else now. But... Except that she was the star of Felicity. She was. Which was the, almost in the beginning for you mm. when you were doing TV. Of course, you've done, you know, millions of other things, including that little thing called Lost, you know, Lost, where, yes. where we yeah. all have questions and we're doing it. Yes. But when you think back to those days mm-hmm. where you're doing Felicity, yes. which is the opposite of all of these mm. movies that you do now, mm. you know, do you ever miss that? The simplicity of it? Very much. It's funny. We, we have this show uh, that, that we're, we're doing, we're producing... Uh, for Apple called Little Voice that, that Sarah Bareilles and Jesse Nelson are doing. And uh, it's a young woman in New York and it, watching dailies for that show so puts me in the, the mindset, very nostalgically in a kind of wonderful way, of Felicity. Because it's, it's a romantic, sweet, young person's show uh, about people in the city. And, and it just is, you know, it, I really do miss that uh, because there was just something sort of wonderful and safe and the group was so great and I was doing it with Matt Reeves, one of my oldest friends. And mm-hmm. The whole thing was just, was, just, was just wonderful. But working with Carrie on this, it's funny, there's a scene between her character and, and Oscar's character and uh, in this one moment she, she says to him, she's got a whole crazy outfit on and mask and everything, and everything. but at one point she looks at him and she, and she just says, hey, now every scene in Felicity started with hey. Like literally, it wasn't like a written rule, but if you happen hey. to just, like, literally, turn on any episode of Felicity, switch to any, and it, someone walks in, is like, hey, literally, they, it's like 40 times per episode, they say it. But it was just hearing her say, hey, I was like, oh, it like, broke my heart. Because it it's exactly a Felicity thing. She's wonderful in the movie. All right, people, see, you look for that hey when you go in to do and that. And it's a good one, man. What, is there a Kelvin? Uh, it's funny you ask. Uh, Kelvin being your grandfather's My grandfather, name. yeah. There, there, was, there was Kelvin. We mentioned Kelvin in episode seven. Mm-hmm. So it felt like a, a hard thing to do again in this one. So we actually didn't overtly mention Kelvin in this movie. I'm disappointed. I am too. You now know, that you, now I that you should, you know, I think you should go back. I should open the movie up again. The, <laughs> it's right. Just do it. Just tell them. I'm going to call the Bob. Prints. I need one, yeah. more, one more week of reshoots. One more to do that. Can you imagine? Okay, well, speaking of the internet, we, we're going to take a minute to have a couple of questions from them. Oh, I'm there. sure that'd be really nice. I, I'm hoping so. That hatred will come What up later. with your hair, Abrams? Will be, yeah, what up? Okay. Jay Noyola, 98, says, is there going to be an epic kiss in this movie? That's, That's a great a, question. That is great. Uh, oh, Jay Nola. <laughs> this reminds me of a question I got from Jay Nola, 96, one. <laughs> really? Which said, um, is there going to be an epic kiss in this movie? Uh, I will say, without saying kind of who it is, uh, that you do not leave this movie without experiencing a kiss. But that could mean all sorts of things. There might be more than one. I don't know. I really think you've had CIA training. Let's go next one. <laughs> Let's go. Let's see what it is. Okay. Next one. Oh. Oh. Zago Rex. Oh, I can't do that. What are your favorite fan theories? What have they ever came <coughs> up with that you actually wish you might have done? Um, 
There was one that said that, that Jar Jar Binks was Darth Sidious <laughs> or something, which I thought was like, I just thought that was, That's just that was fantastic. No. I thought that was good. It would be great. Let's just go with that one. Well, you know, you, this is the first time you've been here, so I wish you would come all the time. I, you this, know, is my, this is the would, most I've ever had. It would be great for you to come <laughs> a year from now. Anytime you want. And we discuss everything. Let's do that. That it says, let's just do that. I would love to. Where everything, spoilers everywhere instead of spoilers. It'd be my favorite thing. To do any of that. Happy to. But we always end in song. Okay. You are a musician. Well, that's very well, generous. Well, you are. You just wrote themes for all these TV shows. You've yeah. done it. But yeah. I'm going to ask you something, just as yeah. a personal favor. Sure. Me. Can you hum the original John Williams Star Wars theme for us and take us out with that? Come on. My life is made. This yours. Is this is yours. This is the most fun I've ever had. Thanks, Richard. That was great. Thank you.